Hi, our dear friend. Good morning. Today, I want to invite you to listen part three of Chit Chat Ex-Transgender Pastor with Jessica. Totally. Um, and I, as I don't know if it's the age group and that's a big part of it, I think, but um, yeah, you, to me, I don't want to use the word qualify, but I wouldn't discredit you as a transgender or a transsexual person at all, just because you didn't start taking the hormones or didn't get surgery or whatever. Like it just, it makes me so mad that there is so many, I mean, funny, like there's, there can be gatekeeping, but I don't, not recognizing someone for who they are is, is pretty tough. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, see you any other way than the way you just described is 100% accurate so much that means a lot to me because I get it all the time that if you can be an ex-transgender I get it all the time nearly every single day and it's frustrating you know is that it means you were never trans it means you were never trans what you know just my family about it they will tell you how I was trans as trans can be anyway and another note I would like to show a clip of the latest uh Jubilee show that you are in. Can I just do that? You know, my producer is just going to show us a clip. I think that oftentimes when you talk about trans people in the military, people forget that most places, if we're talking about feet on the ground and really going into war zones, are really dangerous for trans people. And so it's a really an extra risk. You're talking about the culture that exists over yeah, there. Yeah, the Middle East, yeah. you know, yeah, it's so. like that's not exactly... The trans friendly, friendly it's actually us, the yes. opposite the medications that we take sometimes put us in conflict with being able to actually be combat ready uh but there is some nuance here obviously like if there was a trans cook or a trans medic i'm not exactly going to be upset but um for the most part I, when it comes I, to combat i hate supporting like what you just said i hate supporting it because it goes to the narrative of the um should athletes compete in sports, you know, but... Trans athletes? Yeah, the, the drugs we take do weaken us, you know, so we're not, like you just said, combat ready, but we're also not as physically strong as the guy counterparts standing right next to us. And so. I will say, like, as a person with HIV, I was diagnosed at 18, um, I couldn't go into the military, like, because I couldn't get Big Tarby overseas. You know? Yeah. So I, I will say, as probably the point person that served in the military on yeah. this entire yeah. panel, you should spoke first. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, the thing about it is, I think that there there is a lot of nuance in this. I actually have friends that are currently serving in the military. I think there was a lot of um, or misrepresentation of what the trans ban actually did. You know, you have soldiers. If you have surgeries, they go on profile, which means they can't actually do their job. They they can't do PT. Um, if you have bomb surgery. It, it takes a year and so as a leader that person's filling a position of a job of somebody that should be doing it um, i don't mind somebody who is actually on hormones going there because there's a lot of people i mean people take ptsd medications overseas they actually take six months of medication with them um, so a full-out ban i don't necessarily support um, because i think that any and everybody in the military as long as you can do your job you can go in there and nobody really cares but it is those times when if you can't perform your job that that becomes an issue um, you talk about with hiv actually most people don't even realize this if you contract hiv while you're in, 
you can stay in a non, yeah. non deployable job. Right. And then also, you know, if we want to just get super real, you have the trans suicide rate. And if you really want to compound that by the veteran suicide rate, that's not exactly a concoction right. for very positive results. So I see how a trans man could actually benefit us. And Lord knows I'm not trying to get drafted. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, I'm all good with that. So that's how I got to know Jessica, you know, and I watched that and the whole it was exciting. And yeah, that's how we ended up having this interview now. So Jessica, can you share with us a little bit about your experience being on uh, that show, uh, Middle Ground? Yeah. That's show us crazy. a little bit about that. It's cool that you picked that clip. I forgot I spoke on that issue because um, being on the on the panel, um, uh, you know, I'm most of, now that I'm very popular now, apparently, and the big comment is uh you didn't say enough and and believe believe me to everyone out there if you're watching i know i didn't say enough i called my mom on the way home from ventura california crying on the phone the whole time mom i failed i didn't do anything